the well-intentioned, misguided information you will hear during the holidays about real estate. It's the beginning of New Year, New Us, who this? This is a terrible time to buy a house. Is it? No. It's a great time to buy a house. Now hear me out. Yeah, before you smash that unsubscribe <laughs> button. <laughs> before you say this, you guys no idea what she's talking about. Really, when someone says it's a bad time to buy, what's really layered into that comment is that you should wait until. Don't. Either, because when everybody comes and floods the market, you're going to be right back where you're going to be overpaying for houses and doing crazy shit. Welcome back to Millennia, the no BS real estate solutions for millennials, entertaining you while facing real life issues and giving you the tools, resources, and know-how to keep you moving up towards your housing goals. We're your hosts, Jan Anusky and Seth Lejeune, coming out of the greater Philadelphia area, and we are Millennia. Hi, Jen. Hi, Seth. Happy holidays. We need to settle something. Yeah, we do. Video. Anyone who's watching this on YouTube. And if you're not, then go look at it go, because go this look is a very it. serious this day that just set us back about 15, 20 minutes from hit and record. That's right. And this is an extremely important life-altering decision. So change Determine my wardrobe forever. Forever. Is Jen's... Sweater. Red. Comment below we, and tell us that it's red. We know that it's in the red family, but is it like red red or is it not red? I'm not talking like candy apple red versus... Like fire engine red. Yeah. Not red. Yeah. I'm not talking Crayola 64 yeah. pack. So which in certain color red? light, it does look red, but in certain other lights, it doesn't. It's because it's red. I also just got done catching Seth up. I don't know where he's been living in the past <laughs> few years about the whole debate of the internet breaking. Wait, 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 I'm sorry. Light. I'm sorry. Dad, husband, teenager. Uh, you, uh, ooh, I know you're not going there with me. The only parents of a friggin' five year old and right. real estate agent and now podcast host. All right, calm down. It's the holidays. I'm but excited. That, Got all this holiday cheer in me. But that sweater's not fire engine red. Sorry. I didn't Thanks. say it was. I said it was red. It's red, red. Anyway. All right. So uh, what are we talking about today? It's uh, the holidays. It's the holidays. That's right. So we're going to talk about yeah. the things that you're going to hear around the holidays, at least real estate related. The well-intentioned, misguided information you will hear during the holidays about real estate. The that, very not wordy. That had Jen's word salad application there. No, basically the well-intentioned, misguided information, you know, you're going to get, or opinions, I should say. Yeah, more opinions, comments, yeah. concerns, yeah, just word vomits, you know, things yeah. that people say, you know, conversation fillers. So we kind of touched on this last episode. If you didn't hear that, just go back, listen to that. We just talked about why people are afraid to contact an agent yep. and like, you know, when you really should that you don't really think about. We we're going to kind of like talk more about that this time, but there's really no reason to because it's really all in the last episode. So if you didn't listen to it, Go listen to that. We're going to be kind of referencing back to it in this. There's going to be things you're going to hear around the table that you wouldn't have necessarily thought to like suggest to other people that you should probably reach out to an agent if you hadn't even considered it. We want to really hone in on this one about the very obvious things that you're going to hear. Stuff like you want to buy a house in 2024. This is a time when people are coming up with their New Year's resolutions and their mm -hmm. goals for the next year. Things will change in the market. It's the beginning of, you know, New year, new us, who this? And to not be afraid to kind of bring up to your family what you want to do next year because you're afraid that they're just going to shut you down with yeah, shit all over it. But interest rates. Yeah. Prices like you don't high. feel like dealing with it from yeah. like people that you see like once a year. And the fact that you might hear other people saying these things like, you know, ah, Aunt Mildred, she's taking a turn. Who's going to take her? Like, well, we'll give you, you know, there's some solutions for that, at least how to bring them up or uh, right. what to say back to those. So big buzzword topics we're going to really go over is, you know, 
what, what to listen to and kind of like when, when to keep your ears open, but then also kind of like when to respectfully shut them. Well, first of all, what do you do for the holidays? You go down to Delco? I go down to Delco. I go to Aunt Lolly's house. Aunt Lolly's house? Aunt Lolly's house. I got Aunt Lolly and Uncle Pop. That's what Jackson calls them. Lolly got and it. Pop. Go down there. She manages to put out amazing holidays. Mm-hmm. Cooks her ass off for fervering weeks. It's magic how she manages to fit that many people into I know. I, it's a, always, a twin in it, Ridley. It's always, it's always amazed me, like, you know, because certain people, myself included, I'm like, I don't have the space. Now, I have a very large family, so... I always say, like, I don't have the space for everybody, but then, like, there are these, like, these families that are shoving, you know, 25, 30 people into, like, <laughs> like 500, 600 square Where feet a will, of, of a living way. space. That's right. First person who says, we need a bigger house to entertain all these people. We got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's actually a really good point. That's 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 one of the buzzwords. We'll add that in. No, but, like, listen, there's there are those buzzwords that, you know, in these life events, it's a holiday season. People are getting engaged. They are announcing that they're pregnant. They are announcing that they're going to move. Move or they're going to have a new job or, uh, or something they just got married over the fall and they may be considering starting a family starting a family that's mm-hmm. right you know the ringing of the the glass and everyone stops and there's an announcement <laughs> or if it's just like your casual like catching up with family mm-hmm. you know i i'm i'm lucky i communicate with my family pretty often so there's very rarely like a piece of like you know breaking news at these holiday events but a lot of a lot of families and i don't know how yours is you know, it's it's know once really once to. every 365 <laughs> days you guys are all in the same room type deal. So, if that's the case, you know that there's a, highlight- a lot of personalities to be in one room too. A lot of times, yeah. so we said there's like different buckets of people. <laughs> there's the just like the kind of more like the the fearful one and the uncertain one, and then there's the overly confident one. Yeah, you might get like Uncle Barry who is like overly confident, thinking he knows absolutely everything about the economy and that's what's going right. on and what's going to happen, and as the end all be all of advice. But we get to tee you up to be able to go toe-to-toe to toe with Uncle Barry. Combat that. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. What's the well-intentioned, misguided advice? This is a terrible time to buy a house. Is it? No. It's honestly brilliant. It's a great time to buy a house. Now, hear me out. Yeah, before you smash that unsubscribe button. <laughs> before you say this, you guys no idea what she's talking about. So, okay, our interest rates right at this moment, high, yeah. Am I going to be the person to tell you, oh, well, like at least back in the 80s, they when they bought their house, the interest rates were like 17%. At least it's not that. No. House prices are also not like $80,000. So what happened in like 2021 when interest rates were lower, I'm not, I mean, I'm kind of talking from like the twos and threes, but even around like fours and fives, mm-hmm. the competition was just so insane. Like if you know anybody that bought a house within the past, like, Let's not really say this year. I'd probably say more like 2021, 2022. They have war stories about like it was a multi-offered year. Well, we were seeing like 30 offers on one house and it just drove the price up. Like they would list it at one price and it would they would sell for like uh, upwards of even like $100,000 over a list. And it would just be like with like appraisal contingencies waived. Like they pay the difference. Like all this crazy, insane stuff happening. Yep. Because it was cheaper to borrow money. And like they kind of could, but there was just so much more competition, so many more people out there Mm -hmm. that you had to kind of bring that to be able to get a house. So right now, rates are high. I don't know about you. Yes, I do. I know about me. I have a lot of buyers that are sitting on the sidelines right now. So people are like, hey, you have any buyers right now? Like, yeah, I do. But they're kind of taking the back seat. I don't necessarily think they should, but you know. Yep. They are choosing to. That's their choice. And so the thing is, a lot of people, like, they want to buy, but they're taking the back seat thinking it's a bad time to buy because interest rates are so high. 
And cool, I hear you. But guess what? As soon as interest rates do go down, everybody that's on the bench is going to get back out there. And it's going to be a madhouse again. And like every market has its challenges and has its things to overcome. And we adapt and we move with it. And that's totally fine. But like right now, like there is not as much competition. There are not as many buyers out there. Plus, inventory's still pretty dang low. If you find the house that you like, commit to the house. They say like, marry the house, date the rate. So it's not just a kitschy saying. It's literally like, if you can afford to just be in a little bit of pain for just like a little bit of time, get the house now because let's look at history, shall we? There is nothing that shows that like houses are going to depreciate and are mm-hmm. going to go down in value. They only appreciate. That's why owning a house makes so much sense financially. I'm going to I'm gonna cry. And you know why? Are you because, so proud? Because after 18 months of pounding this into the team's minds, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It confused me that people aren't thinking this way. And like I've said this to a few people and they're there's like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. It's like, wow, yeah, it's like I do this for a living. But yeah. it's like afford to be in a little bit of pain for a little bit of time. Interest rates have proven to always they will go down. They always fluctuate and they will always change. But house prices are always gonna go up. If you're waiting for house prices to go down, I hate to break it to you. It's not really going to happen in the way that you think. It's only going to get escalated up and get just competitively much higher. And on top of it, you're still going to have an interest rate, but just on a more expensive house. Whereas, get the house now. Pay for it at the price that it's at right now because it's going to be more even a year from now. And then refinance it when everybody else is like in a bloodbath of trying to get a house. Yeah. And all you have to do is hide my favorite lender. I would just like to refinance it so I can have a lower payment now. Thanks. And by the way, refinancing, a lot of people associate costs with that. Most lenders now, they're offering like a five-year window where you just mm-hmm. can refinance for like a couple hundred bucks. If anyone out there is not familiar with a refinance, it usually can be, you got to repay like a lot of the closing costs. It can be like five, six grand plus. A lot of lenders are just saying, no, 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 we'll, we'll just, we'll just. Yeah, ours has a five-year commitment window of if rates go down. That's right. Yeah, you can refi without any, like, penalty or having to repay. Whether, like, title has a different, like, fees or whatever, but they don't have to repay any of, like, the lending fees. Yeah, I'll add on to this to kind of arm you for these conversations is that Jen is absolutely right. Prices, historic, other than the Great Recession, which was the thing that people don't realize about the Great Recession is that the reason that occurred was because of housing and loans. And that is not going to happen again. If the housing market does correct and there's some massive uh, economic thing that happens in this country, it's not going to be because of housing. Housing has actually been the shelter where a lot of people have built equity and built (laughs) wealth in this country. So, you know, not to mention because of what happened in the Great Recession, it being like bad loans and they would just give a loan to anybody with a heartbeat in a bank account and like a pen. Didn't even need a pen, to be honest. (laughs) Signage bullet. That was weird. Cut that out, or don't. I don't, I don't even. Know. I don't even think that was audible. What you Perfect. Just said. It probably should have been. <laughs> um, anyway, so you guys have a great recession because of bad loans. If you know anybody who has bought a house in the past, honestly, like since then, to be honest, it doesn't even have to be the past five years, even the past like ten years. Oh, they'll tell you that the lending process and the amount of documents that need they need to present, and the amount of things that underwriting needs to double, triple, quadruple check like a million times, like it's. It's kind of annoying, but it is what prevents us from going into going back crash. to what to to what we had. So I think a lot of people assume, especially those middle aged, towards like the sixty year old, 
which is really you which is say. which is really Gen X. Yeah. Which is really Gen X. Sixties? What's that? The sixties in in their sixties? Yeah, so a cutoff for boomers was sixty three. So it's about sixty. Boomers sixty three and older, right? Yeah, so 60. I wouldn't call 60, it Gen X. I'd 60, call boomers. It's the boomer si- mindset. 60s is, is Gen X. I have nothing but sympathy for you people because you got absolutely walloped by the Great Recession. And I get that now you're having kids and your your kids are starting to think about buying houses and you want to be, you know. Scared for them. You want to be scared for them and you want to try to protect them. But there is absolutely zero statistical data, economic data, whatever you want to call it that predicts that there will be another great recession in housing like we saw in 2008. And if you want to argue that and come back at us, by all means, happy to talk about it. It's crazy that there are still people in the world that exist that can have different points of view and actually just talk about it as a conversation. Yeah, the, the thing the thing that I would say, though, if you're going to come at me, come with the data because I got <laughs> I got enough data to suffocate you. But that is the huge one. And it really, when someone says it's a bad time to buy, what's really layered into that comment is that you should wait until. Don't. Interest rates come down, which Jen has very, 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 very thoroughly explained why that's a bad idea. Because when everybody comes and floods the market, you're going to be right back where you're going to be overpaying for houses and doing crazy shit. I heard it explained like this, and I, I, it, I think it was a really good just visualization of it. It's kind of like Adult Swim. I don't know if anybody else went to a public swim club when they were younger, private, whatever, swim club in general. I know mine. We had, they had Adult Swim. It was one hour of the day. I think it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was always Adult Swim. All the kids had to get out of the pool, and it was only the adults that were allowed So all the chaos was gone. And then... You know, it would be like 159. Kids are just like the whole pool is lined with the kids ready to jump right on it as soon as that whistle blows. <laughs> the whistle blows and everybody just jumps right in. And it's pure chaos. And that is exactly what is going to end up happening when the rates go down. That's right. It's adult swims over and now everybody's jumping in. Yeah. The other thing that I would say that's layered into that comment is the expectation that prices are going to come down. And we just got done talking about how like that's just not really going I had somebody buy their house last year and we just closed on it. They bought it last year and they got a profit off of it. And like not a small one. Yeah. But I think it went up. I think they ended up walking with, I think it was like a never, I guess it was like a gross, a difference of probably about like 40,000. Yeah. Yeah. And in one year, in in one year. Now keep in mind, if you sell your house after one, only one year, you do have to pay capital gains on that. We'll get into that another time. We'll get into that another one, but just as a little word of the wise. So, like I said, you're going to get some misguided but well-intentioned advice because it does. It's not coming from a place of arrogance or overconfidence. It's really protectionism, and that's that's to be admired. But again, there is very little statistical data to show that there is going to be some kind of reversion. And guess what, guys? If prices go down, you're going to have probably something else in the economy that is going to be happening, like massive job loss. Like you're going to have other things to worry about. There's always there, something. There's always something. So. You know, but Jen's point is very well taken. Like, and as somebody who who helps a lot of buyers in this market, you know, there are there are houses that would have had 35, 40 offers a year and a half ago, and maybe there's three or four. You know, and, and like it's, with inspections, with inspections, and like so I, it's not even necessarily right now. Like as far as like right now being time to buy, yeah. Like price aside, just being able to like get things that are going to work in your favor. Like, you know, once things get more competitive, that is when you do have to get creative with the like waiving inspections and finding ways around that or having just like protect yourself other ways. And, you know, like I said, when that time comes, because I'm sure it will, like we're ready and prepared for that. But if you're talking about right now being a bad time to buy, I would argue to say it's it is better 
you may be able to get an inspection now where you might not in the middle of next year Yep. or by the spring market or whatever. Yeah. Another aspect of these conversations that I have observed is should you move or should you like put an addition on? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and very rarely does the addition make sense. If you're looking for something substantially bigger, you are probably going to save yourself money and a whole lot of aggravation and construction dust <laughs> by just simply going out and getting the house that you're looking for and paying for someone else's construction, which is like, you know, paying for the finished product. So so let's say like Cousin Dottie is talking about like, oh, we just need some more space in this house. Like we're talking about doing an addition and like, you know, you might have the space for it. Sometimes it makes sense, but what a great time to tell her, hey, you should probably talk to a realtor about that and see if you're going to get your money back on it. You know, there's it's their forever home and, you know, getting the equity out of it isn't necessarily a priority, but, yep. you know, it's a good question to ask. Yeah, and that, um, that, that's something that a lot of people don't understand that realtors can do is if you have one over, they can give you the pros and cons and like run an analysis for you to say, hey, oh, yeah, this is worth doing versus, you know what? you're going to end up over improving the house and you're going to end up losing money in the long run. So, you know, that's, that's another thing that I've seen where, you know, people talk about moving during the holidays and then the well-intentioned but misguided advice is, well, you should call your contractor and put, put an addition on or do this, that, or the other. You mean the contractor who is going to end up getting uh, a big old project and a big old payday out of it? That's right. That's right. I mean, are we going to get a payday out of it too? Sure. But like, you know, we still want to give you the right advice. Like a friend of mine reached out and they're like, we need to move. Like, yeah. <laughs> they've got, it's two of them. They have a house the same size as mine. And like I've even said about my house, like, I love it. I love it for what it is right now, but it's just me, my son, and my diabetic cat. And it's great <laughs> for us. And Poor little. I love my fur child. But uh, How old is he now? 11? He's 12 and a half. He's 12 and a half. 12 and a half. He's my sweet baby boy. Yeah. But anyway, so like, it's, it's great for what I have right now, but I have even said, I'm going to outgrow this house with... A husband and another human in this house. Like, fortunately, I probably don't have to worry about it anytime soon, which is great. But they do. It's the two of them. They're two kids. They have a dog. They have their three cats and two oh. they're trying to foster out. If you want oh. a cat, please let me know. They're trying to get rid of them. Plug. They're adorable. Their name's Drack and Sally. But anyway, and they're like, we got to get, we need more space and to get out of here. It was great for them at one time. But they went and I said, listen, go get a quote for, go get an estimate for the addition for what you want to do. Bring me that. Bring me that estimate. I'm going to run comps on your house. I'm going to tell you, you know, basically what makes more sense. And honestly, if in addition to what you plan to, if what Cousin Dottie plans to do with our house does make sense, you know, that's something we would tell her. Like, you know what? That makes sense. You are going to get the money back for it and it works out for the time being. Go for it. But this case, it didn't in any way whatsoever. Why are you giving me that look? I'm giving you that look because I'm wondering if anyone out there actually has a cousin named Dottie. I'm sorry to be really off topic, but does anyone out there have a cousin named Dottie? Do you want my meds? I I, took them. (laughs) I used to take them. I can't take them anymore. I can't take them anymore. She might be a Dottie might be a boomer. No, but but I remember you telling me about them. You Mm -hmm. did good work because, and it's not about like, oh, okay, well, if you put an addition on a house, like we don't get commissions. It's like, it's really just about making people make, allowing people to make the right decision, but I had that happen in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Shout out King of Prussia Mall. Uh, and mm. the, oh, I'm sorry, you're in retail. So you, you, I'm not in retail. You, or you were in retail. in retail. I'm wondering if we can get through one of these episodes without citing that you were in retail, but that's okay. Gave me a lot of, a lot like, of great, gave me a lot of great material. Great, in great background. material. Yeah, but no, I had, a, I had a couple who was in a split level and they were, they had four kids and they had two dogs and they were in a seven, seven, one and a half. What? And a 1,700 oh 1, square feet 
and I had that conversation with That's a reason to call an agent. <laughs> That's a de- and, and you know what? My client did, and she did the absolute right thing, and she had, she had listened to my be drone on for four years since I had found her. You only house. have to listen to us drone on for like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, 30, Imagine 40 minutes four years. <laughs> no, but no, but and then she called me and she says, we haven't decided what we want to do. And I just kind of told her about the fork in the road. And I said, you go and get a quote and then, you know, let me know. And then I can show you what a purchase looks like. And I mean, they were going to, in this day and age, it was going to be like $215,000 to put this addition on top of the living space and her split level. Lord. Because, and listen, by the way, guys, if you ever go up, it costs more. Because a lot of times a house is an engineer to, to handle the load and everything like that. There's all kinds of architectural stuff. So, we but put they, a house on your house. Yeah, you plop a house on top of your house. It's expensive. But it didn't make any sense financially. So that's another piece of advice I've seen people give. It's like, well, why wouldn't you just blow out the back? Just da, 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 just do this. Just <laughs> Knock do that. this down. Just get a sledgehammer to this. I just put an addition on my house. And I was lucky because I just kind of attached it to the back of the house, which I know is a th- before you make a snarky comment. I know that's what an addition is. But it was a very, it. it was a very clean. I was going to say, but you were smart because you it added a bed. If I'm not mistaken, because I, I saw you added a bedroom. You added a bathroom. You added more square footage added to it. Added a half bath. And a half bath. So on top of all of it, like, and was that patio, that screen like patio that you have? Was that? That, that, that was record? all new too. Yeah. So like you just added like more things that increase, like well, at least three of the top four things that dictate pricing. Yes. So like if you're trying to just put an addition on just to like get get more room for the holidays or whatever, or just like reconfigure a kitchen. Or you know, like it's yeah, expanding. Just, like I see a lot of times like people expanding a kitchen. That yeah, doesn't it's not really going to do anything. Add value, and I know people spend a lot of time in kitchens, but like that, <laughs> you really got to either either you you got to add a lot of square footage or you need to never move because right, otherwise you're never going to recoup the money. Yeah, like if it's if it's something that and I just said this before, it's like yeah, if it's something you want to if it's for, forever home and that's what you want to be happy. Go for it. Live yeah. your best life. But if you do see yourself moving in the next like 10, 15 years, even like talk to a, talk to somebody <laughs> before yeah. you start committing to any estimates or whatnot. But get the estimate. Absolutely. But talk to an agent. And if you hear of somebody that's saying these things, then again, guide them. Say that's this is somebody you might want to talk to. Yeah. Another thing that people might hear at the table. You're asking me? Yeah. But the inflection of my voice didn't intend it, so I'd, I'll uh, rephrase. So, Seth, so since we just covered those two topics, <laughs> what is another thing, another buzzword real estate thing that might come up at the table that you would like to share? Definitely. Like, So, so let's say a, com- a conversation has taken place and someone does want to move. Getting a recommendation from a, a family member about like the person they used. Which isn't always, it's not it's always, not always bad a bad thing. thing. So this is why it's the third thing, because it's not necessarily a bad thing. But you definitely, when you, when you contact an agent and you pick an agent, and we're going to talk about this in another episode, and we're going to really dive deep on this. Make sure the person you use, you actually like. Yeah. And you trust. Like, they could be good for that person. And also, I've, I like, I think about this a lot, and I actually don't verbalize it, like, nearly enough. But it's like, do some people think that something is a really great experience because they have nothing to compare it to? Like, Maybe the person that that somebody that you're talking to used, they say is great, but I don't know, like, are, is their definition of great the same as your definition of great? And, you know, if you don't have something to compare it to also, like, you might think it was awesome, but, like, you, it's, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Well, Does and listen, like, you got to start somewhere. And I, I'm not saying you shouldn't take, like, your friends and family's suggestion for using a realtor or contacting somebody, but just make sure when you're coming out, you know, into this 
space and you're going to start engaging the real estate and realtor space that you're really finding somebody who like understands what your goals are and like ask you a lot of questions and you know the personalities mesh you yeah, know like take and names for sure i mean like i said we're going to be doing uh our next episode on selecting an agent since yes. we had already covered like you know how to even con or why to even contact one um, this is you know obviously the conversations you're going to hear and the next one's going to be about actually selecting it yep um, and something we're going to get into next time too, I'm just going to briefly touch on is, you know, not going straight to the internet, but you know, you do hear somebody's recommend somebody that they used, like take down that name, but do your research, but yeah, but do your research and don't just go with the first person you hear. Sometimes you will. Yeah. Okay. That's totally fine. But don't be afraid to interview them. Yeah. And again, that's something we'll get into in the next episode, which is definitely gonna be worth listening to. Yeah. That that's going to be a big one for our listeners, I think, because Kind of what we talked about previously, which is like, you know, contacting the agent, like a lot of that trepidation about doing that. Like if you're reaching out to the right people, it, it makes everything like a lot easier. Yeah. So I think that that's a good way to leave it. Happy holidays, Jen. By Happy the way, what is your like go to Thanksgiving dinner? Ugh. Aunt Lolly makes green bean casserole. It has been uh, my yeah, green favorite bean casserole is solid. all year, every year growing up, man, I would always be like, I want Aunt Sue's. It's really Aunt Sue. It's the whole thing. It wasn't until I had Jackson. She's Aunt Lolly. But I'm like, I want Aunt Sue's green bean casserole. Yeah, but man, then, yeah, it's but, so good. Yeah, but then if you have it all, all year, it's not as good. I don't. I only yeah. have it at like, she would bring it to holidays. If the holidays were always at my house growing up. Now they're at hers. Yeah. Man, Auntie's green bean casserole. She also uh, has to like beat me out of the kitchen when she has the deviled eggs out and doesn't put them uh, in. No, there will eggs be are a good. whole platter less of dude, them dude, if my, I get to the kitchen. <laughs> my mother has like an eight-tiered thing of deviled eggs. Oh, okay, come over. Because there's 28 of us when we're all in a house. Oh, that's fine. And they go. <laughs> One for me, 27 for you. <laughs> yeah, like no, I go. I mean, like literally everyone has like six or seven of them. They go. They go. They're like potato chips. They're they're just well, gone. What, but what's even funnier is like I grew up. Like I'm not. I was never really a picky eater. But the one thing I hated growing up up until even in my 20s, I hated eggs in every form. But deviled eggs is not my sister. Devil my sister bet me money to eat a deviled egg on Easter one year. I put it in my mouth. I almost gagged and I'd go spit it in the trash. Like I didn't like it in like any it. form. Yeah, now I will literally scarf down a million deviled you, eggs, hard boiled do, eggs. Do you know? Oh, oh, oh okay. So, so you're sitting here. I do not like dippy eggs. They're, fuck, they're foul. Listen, the thing about a deviled egg, everyone likes deviled eggs. You know why? Because they are as far away from an egg. There's still there. There's still an aspect of eggs I don't really love. But no, like, but no, but the, the the deviled egg is is furthest away from an actual egg as you can possibly get. Perfect. It Probably is, it is like, like it. the most Americanized version. Perfect, of like, I love it. Uh, but anyway, what's your favorite holiday? Oh, uh, mine's, mine's stuffing. I mean, literally, just 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 put me in in front of a vat of stuffing. I'm I'm good. I don't need. <laughs> by the way, turkey. Nobody ever says turkey. You know why? Because it's it's gross. Nobody ever eats turkey outside of Thanksgiving. What do you eat at Christmas? We do uh, bacon wrap filet. It's unbelievable. Oh my god! Bacon bacon wrap filet. Okay, oh, yeah. mainline. My Delco. We, we isn't, eat isn't, the Delco isn't, stuff. Isn't the birth of Christ worth the celebration with bacon wrap filet? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. But <laughs> down in Delco, wow. <laughs> we we eat ham. Yeah, ham's good, man. A spiral ham again. Put a spiral ham right in front of me. Oh, Joe, uh, I'll eat that. My neighbor, no, growing up, my neighbors though they were Italian, yeah. like like Italian, like Italian, Italian, straight straight over from Italy. They always had the seven fish dinner. Yeah, I, I loved living next door to that. My my wife's from North Jersey, and seven fishes is all the rage up there. Yeah, and when I, my dad went to Jersey, he ended up doing it. And I've heard mixed reviews just because it is a pain in the ass to do, but it is delicious. So that's the audience. So what's their their go to holiday dish? Yeah, yeah. 
It's your go-to holiday dish. And is Jen's sweater red or what? Okay. Okay. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Get those menorahs up. Get that tree up. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Millennia. For more information or to connect with us directly, you can always get a hold of us on Instagram at Millennia Podcast, double L, double N, or through each of our pages at Januski Gets It Done or at Ask Seth Anything. Until next time, keep moving up. Later. Later.